everyone, and welcome to the Life Redesigned Podcast, where we talk about how you grow through what you go through. Life will always bring you challenges, and I am determined to not allow your past to set your future, but rather your life this far to shape who you are as a strong, confident woman. Allow yourself and your life to be redesigned and be all that you've always dreamed of. You deserve it. Hey, hey, everybody. What's up? It's Amy O with Life Redesigned back with another episode where we grow through what we go through today. Super excited to talk with Stephanie Adler about some wellness, good stuff for women and some fertility goodness and actually all good things. So you need to listen. You you need it. Well, obviously you're listening because you're here, but I'm just saying stay with us because it's going to be a great episode. So welcome, Stephanie. Thanks for being here. Awesome, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So if you would not mind, give uh, us, the audience, a little bit about just you and kind of what you're about and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Stephanie Adler, as you've so already beautifully introduced, and I live in Denver with my husband. We have actually our first baby on the way. I am seven months pregnant as we speak and like I'm doing uh, like the rocking thing with you. Are you, are you on a ball right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like with you. I'm with you in spirit. I'm just going to like rock with you. Yeah. I'm on a ball. <laughs> or just like cat I, love ball. I love it. So if you see me starting to like, go like this, you're going to be like, are you on a ball? No, I'm not. I'm just like, I'm just with you. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just so much more comfortable on the tailbone ladies. I promise. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, we're seven months pregnant with our first baby. I'm very excited. We, my background is actually in holistic nutrition and I specialized when I went to school in everything from preconception care all the way through baby's first foods. I just majorly fell in love with the female body and the magic that is the cycle we go through every month. And that is the fact that we nurture and create life in us and then birth that life into the world. And it really has inspired my journey and my business and in just the things that I spend my free time in that I'm passionate about. I'm also a birth doula. Um, so do a lot of work in the birth doula space in the, um, like fertility and hormone coaching space, helping women learn how to cycle sync and optimize their well being, And it's been the beautiful, the most beautiful journey of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, you guys that do this type of work are like so needed in the world. I mean, you know, I have two kids and I just, I just wouldn't have been able to even go through that process without support similar to what I have in my city here. So I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing work. And I know it's, it's a lot, like it's a lot of giving into that space. So it's really miraculous that, that you have that. Um, do you, did you, do you find that it's like, like, were you always kind of, I know you said you fell in love with just like a woman's body and kind of how everything works, but like, do you, what do you think like the background of that is, or like what got you into that space? What do you think? Yeah, it's a really great question. I think that to some extent, like the helping women come back to like, what is natural probably started pretty young for me. Like I, 
actually from the time that I was a kid, like knew I wanted to have my babies at home, for example. Like I remember going to the hospital to visit a doc, like someone who had had a baby with my mom when I was, I don't know, maybe 10 or something and leaving the hospital and just saying to my mom, like, I think I'm going to have my babies at home. And like something about that just didn't feel wow. like in my body and my mom kind of like laughing at me and being like, haha, yeah, right. You're going to want the epidural. And like, not even really knowing what that meant at the time, but just like really understanding, like, I actually like really feel like, like I felt something. So I think there was probably always the drive, but yeah. actually what I think really connected me to it. So I, it, within my family, my mom has three sisters. I had had a lot of similar health issues to one of my mom's sisters, which actually is what got me interested in nutrition in the first place. But, you know, she had had IBS. So did I, she had like really painful periods. And I remember when I first got my period and I went to the gynecologist cause they were so painful. They said, well, like maybe you have endometriosis or something, but we're not gonna, um, you know, do a, a surgery surgery on a 12 year old to find out. So they just put me on birth control, which is a whole nother story. But anyways, wow. the, um, and my aunt, that same aunt had really struggled with infertility and she had gone through, you know, several rounds and several years of IVF before managing to have her children. And so I think from a pretty young age, wow. I felt like her path might've been my path. And it made me really like, I always knew how much I wanted to be a mom. And so I think that was always a little bit in the back of my head of like, what if this is something that was a struggle for me? And yeah. so I really was just like very interested from a young age, from a purely selfish place of like wanting yeah. to, you know, preserve that for myself. Yeah. I think that's really powerful though, because it is interesting, you know, I, that people will, will ask a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, how did you, like, how did you land here? And I feel like for a lot of us, it's like, well, it was like something that we were really passionate about to begin with for ourselves. And then it's like, well, it sounds like other people are passionate about it. And then it just kind of like naturally goes, goes into that, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I completely, I completely can resonate with that. Cause I remember it was like, well, I want to like, I got to find a pole studio. Cause that's what I want to do. And I want to compete on a big stage someday. And then I was like, well, there's not one. So I guess I'm just going to open one. And it was like, it just kind of goes, you know, just kind of like starts that way. So I, I, I love that story. I mean, that's, that's super inspiring. When did, when did you kind of feel that point of like, like, you know what, this, this education is, is bigger than what I think it is. And there's women out there that are craving this. When did you kind of feel that or get to that point? Yeah, I, it's really interesting to reflect back on actually. So I went to, I had this like really deep passion for just wellness and nutrition that was rooted in like a lot of stomach issues and things that, like I said, that's similar to my aunt that yeah. I had. Yeah. And then I went to school. Um, I actually got an undergrad and something completely under unrelated. I got an undergrad in conflict resolution. And then I came back that I did that. I work. like that. I mean, I love that. I did it. Like I learned so much in terms of just, you know, skills that I still use in my coaching business. Yeah. For sure. um, and I came back to the States after doing that degree abroad and like really just felt like my passion for wellness was really needed here. I felt like every other commercial on TV was for a pharmaceutical or for junk food and people weren't putting the two and two together. Mm -hmm. So when I went back to school for nutrition, I, like, I, again, I like really specialized in this like baby space for myself, but I didn't fully connect it outward. Like I was working primarily with men when I graduated from nutrition school, like in the autoimmune space, like I was kind of okay. just doing anything. Yeah. But 
as much as I had always grown up my, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. And I think that I knew my path would be to work for myself. Yeah. I think I had also told myself this story of I'm too young for that right now. I need to learn through doing, you know, this for other people. Like I felt like there was, I needed to almost like have a rite of passage of like, you know, doing it with other people first before I could go out on my own. And so I actually had this experience where I would just like, it was like a year of my life where I was just working these jobs and they like kept not working out for some reason or another. And it was so painful. And I remember at the end of one, I was, I had done this like interview process that went on forever. And I thought it was my dream job. And they threw me out, flew me out to New York to interview me and one other person. And then they told me they would tell me in a week and then the three weeks go by and I still don't have an answer, you know, and it was like this huge thing and I didn't get the job. And this was like at the end of almost a year of like several experiences like this and looking at myself and just being like, why do you keep trying to like make working for someone else happen? This is clearly a sign from the universe that like, you need to do it for yourself. And it was like the moment where I was just like, I have to make this happen. And if I'm as interested in this, other people have to be too. And the rest was history. That's so awesome. Did you, did you kind of enter into that process on your own and kind of figure out as you go, did you have someone walking alongside you? What did that, what did the process look like for you? Yeah. In the beginning. So my dad is actually, he used to own restaurants for most of my life. And then he sold the restaurants and like started doing some executive coaching. And so I actually had my dad as my business coach, which is perfect. (laughs) We had this like awesome. It was awesome. And we had this like really fun setup where like I would pay him every month. And then if I would like take action on the goals we had set together, he would pay me back. Like, you know, oh my gosh. I love that. It was really cute. But also I ended up, you know, eventually having to like leave the nest and find support elsewhere. But I did have my dad helping me a bit. And, you know, I will just be honest, like it, for me, it took time. Like I, between the time I didn't get that last job. And by the time I went like full-time in my business, and that was my only source of income was Mm -hmm. a period of a couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, I worked at the farmer's market and I did all of these other things to help support myself during that time. And I was okay with that, like in like building a business that felt like strong, but like slow, but steady. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a moment I remember in probably late 2019, early 2020, uh, eh, no, actually that's not true. Like probably mid 2019 to early 2019, where I was working with a lot of people and they were like, Oh, like, tell me more about the cycle sinking piece. Oh, like actually I want to get pregnant. And it just started to feel like, okay, yes, this is like, it's going to make sense. Yeah. That's so great. So you, there's so much that you, I know there's so much that you cover and so much that you talk about, but Can you give us maybe like a top, like your top three most burning, passionate things that if any woman was standing in front of you that had questions about the stuff and the things that you do that you would want to share with us? Sure. I know it's hard to only, like, I know it's hard to narrow it down. You have five hours. There's a lot I need to say. (laughs) I'm honestly kind of used to it because it's so funny. Like when you're at like a a party, you know, and people find out you're a nutritionist, they're always like, what's the number one thing, you know? So I feel like I've gotten. I'm getting pregnant. Hurry. Tell me because I'm about to walk out the door. What should I do? Yeah. (laughs) 
So the first thing that I would do is actually tell like everyone, whether you want to get pregnant or not, whether you're trying to prevent pregnancy or not, like whatever your path is that knowing when you ovulate is the biggest biological hack for women in the modern world. If you can identify your ovulation window, not only does that give you flexibility and freedom when it comes to either conceiving or not, but it actually opens up so many opportunities. So when you are ovulating, your body is doing everything it can to make you more desirable to a potential mate, right? We're very biological. And so the, like, actually there's a fun study, um, on the strippers actually. And they showed that strippers who took the hormonal birth control pill made significantly less money than the strippers who didn't. And the reason being that the strippers who didn't take the pill were ovulating every month and they were releasing pheromones, their features were becoming more attractive. And like, they were just attracting more money from the people that they were working with than the other people. And we can apply this to truly anything in life and business. Like your facial structure is becoming more symmetrical. You get a little bit of pink in your cheeks. You become more confident, more articulate. It's like the best time to have a conversation about, you know, I'm raising my prices or I, can I have a raise or like negotiating anything? Like there's really powerful, potent energy there. And most people think that the like main event of the menstrual cycle is your bleed because it's the most obvious, right? It's a lot easier to tell when you're bleeding than it is. It's like a tangible phys, like you can see it, right? Or like, you know, yeah. Or to ignore <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you, if you know when you're ovulating, when you're in your reproductive years, right, which, you know, for most women is going to be 40 years of their life. And if you can identify that window, it really can give you such a leg up when it comes to making, having presentations, going on first dates, you know, like whatever it is that you really need to shine your best. So my first tip is like track your cycle and identify when you ovulate. That'll be like the best thing you can do. I love that. That is awesome. And now I will start. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing that I would say is your pro- most people are probably not eating enough protein. Most women are probably not eating enough protein. I see this as a huge epidemic in my work. I always say that if I could do one thing for the health of womankind, it would be to like pack up all my belongings, get in a van and like travel around the country and like do a circuit for high schools and beg young women to not become vegetarians when they're in their high school years, mm-hmm. because I will so frequently see, and I actually don't know much about the way you eat. So I don't know if you're a vegetarian in this. I am, but it's okay. Everyone my whole life is like, and, and frankly, I don't eat enough protein, so it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, the interesting thing is like, there are some people I think who can do it in a really intentional way. Um, but what I've found, unfortunately, anecdotally, and also in the research, but anecdotally in my practice is how many women come to me and are like, I've been a vegetarian for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So they don't associate the symptoms that they're having with being incredibly nutrient and protein deficient, but like, I'm really struggling with energy. My hormones are all out of whack. Sometimes they're struggling to conceive. Sometimes, you know, there's just other things going on. And once we start incorporating, um, more protein and oftentimes more bioavailable protein that their body can break down well, because most of us just don't have guts that are like top notch to be able to use everything. Um, then we end up seeing like massively increased energy hormones, like, you know, working the way that they should. And so really making sure that everyone is getting enough protein and making sure that it's bioavailable protein for your body is the second thing I would say. Awesome. It's really awesome. (laughs) Um, what would be your third thing? Oh, now I have to narrow it down. 
I think my third thing would be that your stress management and your mindfulness matter way more than you think. There's not a single thing in the body that isn't impacted by stress. And I always tell people you could be eating the perfect diet and having you know, the perfect supplement regimen and, you know, all the things eat like in a perfectly organic, everything house. And if your self-narrative isn't positive yeah. and you can't handle the stress in your life in a way that is like actually helping your body feel safe on a day-to-day basis, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. So to not ignore the immense mental and emotional elements of health when it comes to stress, for sure. You know, and I always, it's, so interesting to me because I remember going through a period where I was going through tons of health issues and not once did somebody ask me what kind of stress I was under. Mm-hmm. Not one time, not one time. And I, I, I dove into everything, you know, just in my own journey. Like I know what my body is capable of because I was there. So what, what is, I mean, just honing in on all of that stuff and stress is, it is huge. And, and both, both times, both times that I have gotten pregnant with my kids, I have had like, I mean, that stress level has been non-existent. So the times is all those health issues and stress, you know, that did not exist. It was at my most peaceful, peaceful moments of like being able to conceive. So I can resonate with that a lot, hundred percent. Yeah. And the body's so wise, you know, and so, so wise. we underestimate it, you know, and it's like, I, I think we underestimate it based on, like you said, well, society and the commercials we see in media. And I mean, just like we, we underestimate what it can naturally do for us and what it's naturally made to be hundred percent. And I mean, what I, what I tell people all the time is like, you know, I've helped over 42 women get pregnant in the past couple of years, many of whom had been told like, it's not going to happen for you naturally. It might even not happen for you in IVF. And, you know, when we make these super significant changes and then they go back to their doctor and they're like, guess what, you know, and it's, what's interesting to me though, is like, it's not rocket science, what we're doing here. Those doctors have way more degrees and more hours and whatever than, than I do. But it's, it's just more of a difference of like, I inherently trust the body to come back to balance when given the right environment to do so. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes medical professionals don't just because that's not the way that they've been brought up into thinking about it. Right. It's more like, how do we make the body submit into what we want it to do as opposed to like. Well, what happens actually if we trop, stop trying to control it and we just give it the environment it needs to thrive and let it do its own thing, right? It's like with nature. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, like we do for plants, like we do for our pets. What about ourselves, right? Like, hey, let's not forget about us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, think, um, yeah I had, um, my pregnancies were very different. One being in that forced environment and one being in the environment that I, you know, really paid attention to and needed. And it's like, yeah, the difference between trauma and just a really beautiful experience. So those situations of, you know, really that, that forceful situation for us as women going into that is it stays with you, you know, then you have all sorts of other things later on of, you know, therapy and triggers and like all, all of that stuff. And I think, you know, I think it's, I don't think I, what you are doing is just such a powerful thing. I mean, one, you're 
helping women get pregnant in a natural way that their bodies can do. So you're bringing life, you're helping bring life into this world. Like, it's just so amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It feels really special. I remember the first time I saw a baby be born oh. and at this point I had, you know, and, and it's interesting also to think about this though, because like, that's like a, at the time I was in my young twenties and, you know, it was like, wow, like, oh my God, you've seen a baby be born. But like 200 years ago, most people saw babies born before they had babies. Like that was just like the world in which we lived in. But at the time I had already started working in the fertility space. And I remember being like, it's so much fun helping babies like go in. Like, I'm curious what it's like. (laughs) Come out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember like the first time I saw a baby be born and it was really beautiful. Like I, I mean, there's nothing like seeing a baby, like like look like an alien and come out and like, kind of like take its first breath and like all the things. But what actually stuck with me the most was the power of seeing mom and her, like the intensity of her doing something that just a moment ago, she felt like she couldn't do because, you know, when you're going through transition, when you're pushing, you're like, I mean, not everyone, not to generalize, but most births that I've attended, it's like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, like you reach that point of almost like, uh, and that's like when you're really close. Yep. And then the overwhelming sense of pride, the only overwhelming sense of like, oh my God, I did it. And like, here's the best gift that I could have ever been given. And I remember thinking, what if we gave women that power outside yes. of the birth room, right? Like what oh, if yes. we gave them that power by just being able to like, I am in control of my body. I am the sovereign of my body. I am like the expert of my body. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, that's really like become a big part of my mission is to help women feel like they are the expert, the sovereign of their body. So that whether it's in birth or just like any time that they're struggling with anything with their health, they feel really empowered to make decisions and not necessarily like have to outsource all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I mean, I feel like it goes with you as a woman for like your whole life. You know, the fact that you are, have carried a, like grown and carried a human in you. Like when you really think about that, there's so much power in that. And then when you deliver, it's like, dude, we just like, we just like made a, we like carried a human inside of us for nine months and then brought it onto earth. I mean, we can like do anything. Like I constantly think that, listen, I did, I like delivered two babies. I can do anything. There isn't like, I don't think there's anything harder than that, that moment, you know, and like being in your power. And I'll, I'll never forget what my doula and midwife said to me. They were like, Amy, don't ever forget that power that we saw in you. And when I was going through a hard time, you know, even just nursing and other stuff after that, like they were like, the power is, is there. Like we, we saw it in your body and your eyes and your heart. Don't ever forget how powerful you were in that moment. And you know, it's kind of like, you're right. So I, if I feel like that has just stuck with me and, you know, moments and like that, that process that you're talking about is also like, instead of having to go through like that, that trauma and therapy and all this stuff, I've got like a power that carries with me for the rest of my life. I mean, that's just huge. It's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And like the, I love that they brought in that reminder of like, it's a well that you can always access, right? It's always there. Yeah. Yeah. So have you, as you have traveled, I mean, well, you grew up in a, in a home of entrepreneurs, but as you yourself have kind of traveled into that realm of owning your own business and building and 
making it your full-time gig, you know, what, what's, have you, have you had some things that you're like, like that resistance or like what's, what's been a moment for you that you're like, wow, this is a really like a moment of building resilience in me. And you've had to kind of decide, like, am I going to keep going or am I going to kind of like throw in the towel type of thing, you know? It's interesting. I don't think I've ever had, like, once I was like, I'm doing this, I don't think I've ever had a moment where I doubted that this was not a lifelong journey for me after that. Um, And so even in moments where it's been hard, like I've had launches, you know, I actually just like finished a launch now, which it's like a beautiful reminder. Like it was my most successful launch ever. I'm seven months pregnant, you know, like it was like, and it was easy. Like it was actually easy. And I sat with a mantra every single day. I'm choosing for this to be an easy and abundant launch. Like every morning I would meditate with that and it actually got to be so, and I'm like, so amazed and grateful. And, you know, I've, there's been ups and downs and moments and I've had launches where like one person signs up, right. You know, and you have moments like that, but I honestly think that even in those moments when I'm like crying to my partner and I'm like, I can't believe that I'm trying so hard and no one's signing up to have that like perspective of this is a lifelong journey. And like, this is probably just part of the game, you know, in terms of like having moments that are hard. Um, I can't really think of like any specific one. Um, I feel, feel like I'm sure there have been several. (laughs) I think it's true. I think it stays true to what you just said. It's like, you've always been really, really close with your why. And when you're really, really close with your why, and you're really, really passionate about what it is that you're doing and your mindset is, is there to believe in yourself and you're, you're holding on to that. Why it's like you go through hard times and then you just look down, you look down at the why it's like, yeah, but if I don't do this, who's going to help all these women? So sometimes it's like, you know, so I I have, I have to do this because I have, I have to help people. So I've got to stand back up. I've got to, you know, get over my one person launch because I know, I know there's women that need me. Like they actually need me. And I think that's really powerful. What you just said of like, just staying so true to that and staying so close to that and just really living out the purpose of that, you know? Yeah. Thank you. And I mean, I will also would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, for the, like, yes, doing it for like, because I believe that this is my calling on this earth. And also because I believe that this is like the life, the best path to give me the life that I desire. Right. And like having freedom with my time. Right. So like, even if I'm having, for example, those like really hard moments where it's like, you know, actually I will say, so I was supposed to lead a retreat in Peru this past winter and Peru at the time started having civil unrest and people on the retreat felt really uncomfortable. Anyways, it was like, which actually the most stressful thing I've ever gone through in my business, because it was like, I was supposed to be leading 11 people in Peru and I felt comfortable going, but not everyone did. And it was this whole thing. And it was actually stressful. And I remember thinking like, this is definitely one of the most, if not the, like one of the most stressful things I've ever gone through in my business. And at the same time, like as nice as it would have been to be like, well, this is someone else's problem. Cause I like, you know, don't work for myself <laughs> at the same time. I thought back to like all of the Fridays that I can just 
to do whatever I want and to all of the like flexibility I have to cook a healthy dinner for me and my family at night and all of those things. And just like the balancing of why, like I would, I wouldn't trade those like big responsible, like hard moments for the lifestyle trade-off that comes from getting to work from yourself as well. That's super awesome. I love that. I think, yeah, I just can really resonate that. And you know, that's going to travel with you too. After like having this baby, it's going to be these beautiful moments of like, just gratefulness, like beaming everywhere. So I'm super excited for you to experience that. That's really cool. Thank yeah. you. It's always fun now that like, I'm expecting to connect with women who are doing amazing things on the other side, you know, with kids that are a bit older and yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what are, what are maybe, what's maybe like one thing that, you know, I heard you say that just manifesting and kind of like having that mantra, um, is, is that kind of like your, your jam and your thing that's kind of like shifted and kind of gone along with your why, or there is, has there been like another tool that has been, that you kind of hold close to as you travel through this journey? Yeah, I would say I'm a little basic in that like journaling is a really big tool for me. Um, whenever I find myself like feeling overwhelmed with emotion or overwhelmed with feeling that like things are really big, writing, getting things down on paper always gives me a lot of perspective. And so journaling has always been a big one for me. And then yeah, meditation, mindfulness, um, whether that's like being really intentional about like spending time outside and, you know, grounding in the earth or actual like mantras, meditation, things like that Mm -hmm. have always been tools that I really rely on. And then I also think an underrated tool is so women actually have, so we have the fight and flight response, which is everyone has it, but women actually also have another response that they've looked at in the data, which is super interesting because men don't do this, uh, in response to stress, which is called tend and befriend. They actually think it probably originated like way back in the day where like women were tended to be safer when they were like in groups together and, you know, taking care. Also, we have this like nurturing desire to take care of like the younger, you know, people in our tribe. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's like really underrated for like what calling a friend or like talking out loud to your sister about things that are hard can do for us. Because when we go into that tend and befriend mode, it actually like um, eliminates that like stress response that we see with fight and flight. Um, And so that's something that I've definitely, you know, really leaned into of like, I have this natural response of connecting with other women. And I really make an effort to do that when I'm struggling. I love that. That's so beautiful. And I love that phrase. I'm totally stealing that for all the women at my studio. I love it. Yeah. And well, like, tell us where we can find you, how to get a hold of you, how to get into your programs and just tell us where we can follow you and all, all the things. Yeah. So my Instagram is probably the place where I spend the most time online. Um, and that is Stephanie Adler with an F. So Stephanie with an F Adler wellness, and you can find me there. I also have my own podcast called wisdom of the womb, where we talk about everything from, you know, the four types of PCOS, my preconception checklist, um, you know, like why you're bloated to like how to survive the holidays with family who think they have opinions about that, your food, you know, like really, we truly anything that is related to 
the female body and health um, mindset as well. So that's a really great place to find me. And as I'm getting ready to go on my own maternity leave, the best way to receive wisdom from me other than my podcast, which will continue on, got lots of recordings to do before I record online. But as I have a, an online course called Fertility Freedom Academy. And so if you're someone who is desiring to get pregnant, it is a comprehensive resource that has helped dozens of women get pregnant and really goes into everything from egg quality to lifestyle to mindset from a fertility perspective. And so I'll share, um, you can fertility freedom Academy, Stephanie Adler, or I'll share it with you, Amy, and we can put it wherever. Yeah. Is that info on your Instagram too, for the ladies listening? Okay. Like the the course that they can find. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, I could talk to you for 18,000 million hours about all the things this related. It's, I, I love it. I'm so passionate about all that you're doing. So it's been just really great to connect with you. I'm super excited for my audience to hear more from you and, you know, to join you in your journey as you move forward. And all of us, my audience and my family to you are just wishing you so much luck with this little babes and congratulations. You look beautiful and radiant. Uh, and I'm just excited. I'm excited for you and your future and to become a mama. It's going to be so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks for joining us today. And then we'll see you next time, everybody. This is Amy O with Life Redesigned, where we grow through what we go through. Until next time, see you soon. Until next time, be reminded that your past does not have to define your future and that you always have a choice to live a life redesigned. See you soon.